0: guys, welcome to Emerge Church. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying healthy, both mentally and physically and spiritually. Hey, you need to be outside to make the most of that. Make sure you're out visiting the amazing parks all around our area, from local town and city parks to the state parks. In fact, I'm here in Cheney Creek Park here in Fishers, Indiana. Simply spending just a little bit of time outside just really helps everything, doesn't it? Hey, we've got a few events coming up in the next week. It's Child Dedication and our Friends Gathering on November 15th. If you haven't had your child dedicated to the Lord, let's do it. Register today. We're going to take some time during uh, the next week's in-person gathering, so on the 15th. And we're going to gather as families and, and agree to pray over and help to raise these children up to love the Lord because they are a gift from God and they are our next generation. We have kids be part of our worship gathering each and every week so that they can watch and learn and immediately start following and Growing in their relationship with God also following the gathering. We're gonna have our friends gathering We're gonna be able to connect over a delicious meal and I just hope you'll join us for it So let's pray and then we'll get started father. Thank you so much for this beautiful and glorious day Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies anew Thank you for what you're doing in and through us. God help us to remove all the distractions of what's going on around us in this world from the economy to the virus to the elections father We just submit all of that into your loving and caring hands, God. You are not wringing your hands, we know that. We know that you are in control and all we need to do is just be like Peter and look up to you. So we're looking to you, Father. We're looking for inspiration, for direction, for guidance, for comfort, for peace. So Father, quiet our hearts, our minds. Let us focus in on you. Let us see you and hear from you. In a new and different way as we're opening up your scripture father may you just do something good and well in our lives so that we can go and turn around and do that for others so help us to see you to feel you to hear you and to trust and follow you more and more each and every day we love you jesus in jesus name we pray amen All right, guys, we're continuing on in the series of To the Cross. This is week number four of five weeks. You know, uh, just to kind of give you a recap, we saw Jesus entering Jerusalem and his followers singing out praises with his triumphant entry. He was coming in as a humble but powerful king on a donkey. Then we took a look at how the religious leaders were questioning Jesus, how they were trying to trap him up in multiple ways so that they could ultimately have him persecuted. And then last week we took a look at the various elements of the Lord's Supper. And so we took a look at those and the importance of remembering who Jesus is and what he has done for us. So now we're going to read some of the scripture from when Jesus was arrested. You know, I've read this scripture many times in the past uh, over the years, and I just saw something new. And so today I'm going to entitle this sermon called Old School Cancel Culture. We're seeing this cancel culture going on right in front of us, right? So let's start reading. We're going to open up to Mark 14 and start at verse 27. All right, Mark 14 chapter 27. We're going to read through about verse 41, then we're going to go into looking at some things, and then I'm going to come back and read a few others. So we're going to cover basically Mark 14 through 15 today. Um, So if you have a Bible, grab it, open it up, get your electronic Bible out, whatever it may be. But I want you to make sure you're taking some notes, highlighting, um, grab a journal, write down some things. Make sure you are taking the notes. If you haven't yet, go out and... uh, Click on the link for the sermon notes. It's in the gathering guide on our link tree. Uh, If you don't have that access to it right now, you can text the word gathering to 66599, and i will give you that link. And then you can download uh, the notes right into the Bible app so you can save it and then refer to it later on. So we're gonna read um, uh, about Jesus here. Mark 14, verse 27. And these are the words of Jesus starting off, You will fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. You see, this quote right here is coming right from Zechariah 13, 7. Uh, and it goes back and when there's talking about a bad shepherd and a good shepherd at that time. And uh, this is just Jesus referring and referencing back to Old Testament prophecy so that there's congruency from Old Testament to New Testament. And so it says, I will, like, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And so that's Jesus setting the stage of the disciples. The apostles are going to scatter here shortly. And then it goes on verse 28. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Verse 30, I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Today, yes, even tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times times. See, Jesus was talking to Peter, but Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you, and all the others said the same. Now they go on to the Garden of Gethsemane. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James and John. Those are the three closest apostles, his three closest friends, the ones that he was entrusting the most, uh, the ones that were beloved, um, that were right under his wing uh, in the grand scheme of things that were right there with Jesus, learning and being a part of it all. So he took them and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Verse 34 says, "'My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow "'to the point of death,' he said to them. "'Stay here and keep watch.'" So Jesus is going off to pray and taking that time. Going a little further away, he fell to the ground and he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass for him. "'Abba, Father,' he said, "'everything is possible for you, "'so take this cup from me, "'yet not that what I will, but what you will.'" So he says, Abba, Father, that is a term of endearment, of love, of calling him Daddy, a personal reference. Um, It's only used a few times in the New Testament. Um, You can see it further on when um, Paul's using it. um, Back in the New Testament, and using Abba, Father, or Daddy. It's a term of endearment, of love, of closeness. Um, And so he said, everything is possible for you, so take this cup from me yet not what I will, but what you will. So Jesus is just setting forth a a way for us to be praying, saying not our will, but God's will to be done. Uh, Verse 37, then he returned to his disciples, and this is the first time he found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. So Jesus is already setting the stage for Peter. It's like, come on. You need to be praying. You need to be ready for this. I already told you you're going to fall into temptation. And now you can't even stay awake. And it says, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Verse 39, once more he went and he prayed, and the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping. That's number two. Jesus is crying out, pouring out his heart in pain and agony, and he's come back to his three closest friends, expecting them to be up and praying and there to support, but they're asleep yet again. Now he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. And then verse 41, returning to him a third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough! The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. So, with this reading, uh, we start out by seeing how Jesus is setting the stage with his disciples. He's telling them that they will scatter and they will leave Jesus on his own. To which we saw Peter say, No, Lord, I'm here for you. But Jesus tells him exactly what will happen. So they head off into the garden of Gethsemane. And that's where Jesus is just setting the stage that he's overwhelmed, he's sad, he's grieved beyond belief. So he asks his three closest friends to hang out and pray while he goes off to pray to his father. And Jesus comes back to them three different times, and they were all asleep each time. Jesus was laying it all out to them. All that they needed to do was watch and pray so that they wouldn't fall into temptation. You see, look at this. Jesus just told Peter that Peter would deny knowing him three times. He then goes off with his three closest apostles for a time of prayer. And then he finds them sleeping instead of praying on three different times or three different occasions. Remember, they just heard Jesus say that they will all be scattered and Peter will deny knowing him. they can't even stay awake. Can you believe that? They can't stay awake when Jesus is going through something in this time of prayer and he's asking his father to take this cup of sorrow and grief and pain away. So their minds were willing but their flesh was weak. That sounds a lot like what's going on with most of us, doesn't it? All of this sounds great in our heads, but we don't put it into action. We don't put it into our heart. We don't reach out to all those that are around us. We don't take what we learned from last week and apply it to our lives this week. What happens is that we just acquire a bunch of head knowledge, right? Our heads just keep growing larger and larger and larger, but that's at our heart's expense. I see us as a bunch of bobbleheads at times, just shaking our heads and saying, yes, yes. We need to do this this should do this we should do this you know shake our heads and saying yes I need to volunteer but not taking the steps let me pause on that right there you know in Ephesians 4 12 it says to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up you can read the entire chapter in Ephesians if you want and, but what God has called us, has called the pastors, teachers, the evangelists, etc., is to help equip his, their people, his people, for his good. We are called to serve within the gifting that he has given to us. Some of us are called to teach and to lead. However, we are all called to acts of service. We aren't above it all. We can't, we can all help set up we can help take down, we can all help steward and teach in the nursery, we can all help hand out a cup of water or a meal to a homeless person. You see, we are all called to be His hands and His feet. We are one body and we are here to serve. So, God, I just ask you to start praying about how you can be a part of that, how you can be a part of Emerge to step into an area to serve, how you can be a part of Emerge and be the hands and feet of God in the community or just be in the hands and feet of God in the community and not even be a part of Merge. We we as believers need to be doing that. We all have times of rest, of course, and we all have different giftings that help to edify and to build up the church. You know, I'm reminded that I have two people that are helping me in massive ways right now. One person is helping me in the Google Ads campaigns for me. I received a $10,000 grant and this person is helping me to write all those Google Ads. I have another person that's looking to help with the PR aspect to write a a publicity statement about a church and a vineyard. How awesome is that? They're using their gifts to be able to further the kingdom. Let's look at the old school cancel culture. You know, you've probably heard of cancel culture. See, I went out to the good old Wikipedia and pulled this down. Yes, Wikipedia. I did verify some of the pieces of the information uh, off of other sites. But see, cancel culture or call-out culture, it is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of the social or professional circles online, on social media, in the real world, or even in both. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to be canceled. You see, cancel culture today is a rampant, it's rampant. And I would even couple that with forgetfulness. Cancel culture and forgetfulness. Hey, does anyone remember what the beginning part of 2020? Yep, nope. We've been going through and um, how the years started and it kind of just spiraled out of many different sorts and we've gotten lost in the shuffle of one thing to the next, to the next. Fires, viruses, riots, fires, hurricanes, fires, virus, murder hornets, earthquakes and the list goes on and on. Now, even looking at this election time period, We have everyone setting up, each of those running against each other, setting them up to be canceled and persecuted. They're trying to point out errors, point out issues, shortcomings, etc. We're seeing it rampantly all over this presidential election. It's causing grief, it's causing anxiety, it's causing distrust, distrust. You know, what we're seeing and going through today isn't much different than what the religious leaders did with jesus you see we all had well before we had social media and news outlets to promote this cancel culture we had old guys that were dressed pompously to show their holiness with their robes and phylacteries and their 613 heavy and light laws You see, these guys, they were the religious leaders. They were the ones that were to set the example and to point people to God. But they struggled with that. You see, they saw Jesus coming in to rock what they had established. They were offended by this new way and flat out made it wrong for everyone to be a part of it. You know, instead of the public shaming of social media, they would go ahead and publicly shame any of the followers of Jesus by not allowing them to be in the temple. In essence, they were banishing people from their very livelihood and their very own communities. You see, these religious leaders, they were trying to cancel out Jesus. We saw how Peter was interrogated and questioned. You know, what did he do? He denied, and he even got incredibly mad about these accusations. But as the rooster crowed, he saw Jesus looking at him, and Jesus with a look of compassion and forgiveness. Peter, he was wrecked. He was wrecked with guilt from that, but it changed his trajectory. He didn't go down like Judas. No, Peter, he, he continued on following, loving, and showing Jesus to all around him. He took it out of his heart, and he didn't let the cancel culture squelch out his direction. Now we see Jesus, he's being arrested and questioned. You see, you have to look at all four Gospels to get the whole account of the timeline of the night. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't see and you wouldn't think that Jesus was only questioned in front of Caiaphas and Pilate. You see, Jesus was actually questioned by Ananias first then Caiaphas, and then Pilate. So here we are in the garden, and Jesus was betrayed with this kiss from Judas. Then they all three deserted Jesus, and all the apostles, and all the disciples. You know, especially Peter. He had just told Jesus that he'd be there for Jesus at all times. Well, nope. Peter, John, James, they left Jesus with this crowd of religious leaders that were coming after him to arrest and to kill him. Jesus was first taken to Ananias, the previous high priest, for questioning. And then he went on. So let's go back to Mark 14, 56 and read a few more of these verses. Actually, I'm going to back up just a little bit, just to give you some information here about Jesus being arrested. Um, verse 47, it says, Then one of those standing near drew a sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. And so they say it was, um, some say it was Peter, uh, and some of the Gospels it says that. um, It's not real clear, but Malchus is the name of that servant. Um, And I I thought that was a little piece of information I should share today, that Malchus was the name of the high priest's servant, who had his ear cut off, and then Jesus reaches up and heals it. Uh, And then it goes on down to say in verse 50, then everyone deserted him and fled. So Jesus had everyone desert him and leave him there on his own. Now verse 56, now he's uh, Jesus is before the Sanhedrin right now, the religious leaders and everyone is standing there and persecuting him, questioning him, trying to create false testimony. Said verse 56, many testified falsely against him, against Jesus, but their statements did not agree. And down to verse 60, it says, Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? Verse 62, he said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need to have any more witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy, what do you think? And they all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him, they blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, prophesy. Why did they say prophesy? Because it says in the in the Old Testament that uh, Jesus would be able to prophesy who was persecuting, who was attacking him. And the guards took him and beat him. And then the next story is Peter disowns Jesus, you know, the three times, but I want to go on. So we see here Jesus, where he was being falsely accused, and he didn't answer. But when they asked him who he was, he said who he was. Now going on in chapter 15, verse 2, says from Pilate, Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many other things. So again, Pilate asked him, Are you going to answer? See how many things that they are accusing you of? But Jesus, he still made no reply and Pilate was amazed." So Jesus was first tried by the religious authorities and then by the political authorities. This was necessary because the Sanhedrin, they did not have the power to exercise capital punishment. And so that's why they took him to Pilate. Each of these trials, each had three hearings. So as I was reading this, I just kept coming back to how are we being positioned? How are we allowing ourselves to be positioned from those that are around us? How are we allowing ourselves to be positioned by what we say and by what we do? You know, how are we using our position to impact others? Those are all questions that keep popping up. You know, are we flippant like Peter? I'm all in, but in the moment that I may be in trouble. Peace out. I'm done. I'm out. You, know, you can see that in his interactions as he disowns Jesus. You see, Peter was, he was trying to become one of the crowd. He was trying to blend in and not take a stand. You see the moment that he was questioned he quickly denied he quickly denied he denied knowing jesus and even to the point of anger because he got frustrated then you see on the other side of it we see jesus what a picture of how to approach it all what a humble but powerful man so in the midst of all of this you see jesus is being persecuted they are pointing towards his death he has all the power in the world at his fingertips right but he doesn't respond he doesn't respond to their nonsense he only responds to who he is he says that he is the i am and that he is the king of the jews he doesn't respond to anything else nothing else at all he doesn't respond to it So are you a Peter or are you a Jesus in your responses today? You know, in this world, in this day and age, we need to be more like Jesus and less like Peter in that instance. We can lead up. We need to lead up. If you look across the examples of Peter and Jesus, there are different items that we can pull from this on how we can lead up and lead through different situations in our lives. The first one is timing. You see, timing matters in our responses. It matters in our approaches. Timing mattered, as you can see, with Jesus and Peter. You see, Peter's timing, it wasn't good. You can see that he was falling asleep when he should be praying and quickly reacting to Jesus uh, to the questions. And Jesus, however, he, he responds only to his identity, not the accusations. You see, he was leading in a way that amazed those that were all around him. The next one is honor. We need to show honor and respect in all ways. You can see how Jesus honored his father in the time of prayer. He honored his father in response to saying who he is and who God is. And then finally, truth matters. It all matters all the time, of course. And you can see how Peter didn't answer truthfully. It was painful on that last time. Jesus, on the other hand, he continued to listen to their accusations and he answered truthfully to his identity and he didn't fall into all the other drama along the way. You know, another way we can lead up and lead through is to keep the filter on. And we can filter through it is, is it true? Is it helpful? And is it kind? So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? Is this next social media post that I'm going to be out there, putting out there, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? In this next conversation, the words that I'm wanting to say, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? You see, we don't need to be the ones that have the last words. We can be like Jesus, be humble, be proud, be powerful in the moments and the situations and it's not to be walked over by the world. There are only so many battles that we all should be fighting and facing. And right now, what this world needs more of is more Jesus. They need the reflection of Jesus through his hands and feet through each and every single one of us. This world needs Jesus more than anything else. They need to know who he is. They need to see him in action. Not someone up there pounding a Bible and saying, you shouldn't do this and being on the rules. No, it's about love. It's about love. The summation of Jesus and the, the greatest rules. He said, love God, vertical, and love people or love neighbors, which is horizontal. That's the image of the cross. It's love, love, lead with love. It's not to see that we agree with everything that everybody's doing and saying but lead with love. Try to calm the situations, to be present, to lead in a way that is worthy and honoring of Christ. So let's go to prayer. Father, we ask that you speak a word to us right now um, over this message. There's something that is resonated in our hearts and our minds, and Father, we know that it's from you, so we're going to sit here and just say, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do with what we just heard today? So God, we ask that you just speak to us. So each person, as you're sitting there, just to say, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want me to do? Now, Father, with uh, these days ahead of us, help us to see you, to trust you, to follow you, to hear you. God, make it clear, make it evident what it is that you want us to take from this message to apply today. Help us to take out what it is that you want us to do for those around us uh, so that we can be your representatives and that we can love you better, that we can invite others in, and that we can show, ultimately, honor and respect to all things and all people. So, Father, help us to have our hearts break for what yours breaks. Help us to see others with your eyes. Help us to reach out to all those that are around us. Help us to love you and to trust you and to lead from your presence. Let us spend time in your word. Let us spend time in praise so that we can walk out with a garment of praise on and robed by you, covered with your Holy Spirit. So Father, we invite you fully into every conversation into our homes. Father, we lift up to you this entire country, this entire world, our social media feeds. We lift up to you every person. There's so many people that are hurting and angry and going off of all this false information, Father. But you are the truth. You are the way. And so help us to point people to you, Father. Open hearts and minds and souls for conversations. Let us lead more people to you. Let more people say yes to you. Now, if you're listening to this and you're far from Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity just to say, Holy Spirit, Jesus, I I love you. I know that you're here. I'm going to believe that Jesus died on the cross for me and that He rose again, and I want to call Him my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with Your peace, with Your presence. Help me on this journey of life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Now, Father, for every person that prayed that prayer, for every person that is struggling in every aspect, Father, I ask that you meet each person at their point of need, that you will continue to lead them, that you will meet them. And, Father, that um, you will be glorified in everything that is said and that is done from here on. And so we just say thank you so much. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. It's been an amazing, beautiful day. I want you to go out and enjoy this fantastic day today as well. Um, We get to go out and do some family photos. uh, Can't wait for that uh, in a local park here and spend some time together as a family. So get out and enjoy it. Let, Let yourself just get physically, mentally and spiritually refueled for the week ahead and uh, keep your eyes on Jesus. So we have a few announcements down through the sermon guide. If you made a decision, fill out a connection card, let us know. Um, We have that child dedication next weekend, November 15th. If you want your child to be dedicated, we need you to register so that we can be ready for it. And then also we're having a meal afterwards called a friends gathering so we can all come together. uh, And we're going to raise some money to be able to put some food into some food pantries in Hancock County. So looking forward to that. Uh, spend time with you all next week in person. Uh, and I hope that you all are doing very well. If you need prayer, if you want to connect with me in any way, you can see multiple links and ways to do that. My email address is out there. You can send an email as well. And um, just love you guys so much. So thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part of it. And um, I want you guys to have a fantastic week. Love you guys so much. Bye.